Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third to last episode of the Dear Owen Wilson podcast. Ah, it's been a fun ride, huh? I'm going to miss you guys very much. And I just want to thank you so much for all the sweet messages that you have sent me. They have made me feel so good. They've really bolstered my spirit. So I just want to tell you I'm really grateful for those because it made me feel like, you know, someone was listening. And um, yeah, I just love you all. And I hope that you are having a good week and that you're experiencing joy in some way. Um, and I have a really special episode for you today. Really fun. It's with Open Mike Eagle, who I, I really didn't know super well um, before this podcast. And uh, we've seen each other around, say what's up on the same show sometimes and stuff, but didn't really know each other. So it was a really cool conversation. And he also did the, the letter in a format that has never been done before in the history of the show, even the live show. And I think it turned out so cool. So that was really exciting. And I'm excited for you guys to hear that. And yeah. Um, I just get, I guess, uh, keep on keeping on. We only have two episodes left. Got to a couple banger guests for the last ones. I was really hoping in this experience that we were going to get Owen Wilson on. Um, but, you know, four or five months was not enough time to make contact with Owen Wilson. <laughs> um, but that was the goal when I started this podcast to have him on. So, Yeah. Too bad, but I have a feeling my paths are going to cross with him before before my life comes to an end. Who knows? Who knows? I think so, though, right? And I just want to remind you guys as well um, 
And this is not a slight on at you or anything at all, at all, because, you know, this we had this podcast for a very short time. But I just want to remind you, if you have an artist you like, a creator, an author, a musician, a comedian, and they put something out, like a lot of times their fate or the project is dependent on seemingly small things like pre-orders or leaving a podcast review or something. And I know I was like trying to push the the reviews along the way because I knew that the contract, you know, would be up for review to see if they want to renew. But yeah, like, or just, you know, pre-ordering a book or when a movie comes out in a movie theater from like, you know, a first time director or actor or stuff like that. Um, a lot of times people's fate is in your hands and I've learned from this because I never get podcast reviews that I'm like, okay, if I listen to a podcast, I will be reviewing it from now on because, you know, I don't want something I like to go away or, you know, I want, I want to see more things from someone whose work that I enjoy consuming. Um, but yeah, that's that. And hopefully I'm going to have some stuff come out. Uh, for you guys in the future coming up here that will be exciting I pray, I hope to God Um, yeah I'm over here trying to stay positive about life and I hope you are too and I'm sending you lots of love okay, enjoy this episode I think it was really cool and we got really deep so I hope you enjoy that as well too alright, love you all, God bless everyone and welcome back to the dear owen wilson podcast it's your boy blair back for another exciting week a crazy show ahead oh my gosh wow you guys you wouldn't believe the guest i have for you today you actually wouldn't fucking believe it i just keep bringing you guests at hit guests after hit guests it's really incredible My guest today, so excited to have him here, excited to get to know him better. Please welcome Open Mic Eagle, everybody. All right. Hello. That was a rousing introduction, and it gives me a lot to be intimidated by. Really? Um, Yeah, because I was prepared to be a guest. I wasn't prepared to be a hit guest. That seems like a high bar. Yeah, sure. You could say it's a high bar. But also, you know, sometimes people see us differently than we see ourselves. Oh, I I bank on that every day. That's what I'm hoping is happening. Yeah. Every day. Mm -hmm. I hope people are seeing something different than I'm thinking. Oh, I know. I I hear you deeply on that. It's it's a daily struggle. Yeah. Like, who am I? Yeah. Who am I to fucking do this? You know, and then so then and then there's all the stuff that you know about yourself, and then there's this idea of a shadow self, which yeah. is all the stuff that people can see about you that you aren't aware of. What I know to the listeners out there, are you aware of your shadow self? The shadow self can be defined as the disowned parts of ourselves that we reject and try mm-hmm. to hide in the shadows but really are there, unclaimed and um, glaring. And everybody sees him, you know? Yeah. It's like, like the, the naked emperor. He's do you do shadow, shadow work? 
Um, I don't I wasn't aware that there was a such thing, but I would like to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not easy. I'll tell you that doesn't feel great. I think it can't be be easy because you can't like you're working on a part of yourself that you're technically not aware of. Yeah. Or, you know, what they say is the fast track to shadow work. Anything that you dislike in someone else is a rejected part of ourselves because ultimately everything is a mirror. And so, and so like, sometimes if I think like someone's really arrogant or something, it's not like, I think I'm arrogant, but it's showing me like, Oh, I wish I had more confidence or (laughs) stuff like that. I got that. Yeah. I got that. I try to think, I try to be aware of that. Like when I'm, Something in someone else is rubbing me. I'm like, oh, where is this in myself that I am avoiding? I ain't, I ain't been doing that, but I'm gonna start. That's that's a that's a great little uh, little string to tug on. I think I'm gonna have fun with that. <laughs> like the you know like dark heavy fun. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fun. That's a nice uh, fun. That's a buoyant perspective on um, shadow work. I like that. Well, I just like I like like you know I went to school for psychology and all that. And and all just to kind of plumb the depths of myself because I didn't understand myself or the world at all. Sure. Um, so I spent my whole life trying to uh, understand stuff. I pay a lot for therapy, you know, yeah. and I'm a happy I'm at my happiest when I feel like I'm paying for something that's working. Right. So uh, so kind of like the harder the work, the better for me because I'm tired of messing around. I know I am, <laughs> too. I am too. I also think that's like a symptom of where we are in this moment in culture, mm. in history. Tell me more, please. That sounds really interesting. <laughs> and, I, and I know that sounds very insincere, but I mean it. I really do mean it. Um, I think that we have so, kind of been sucked under by the digital age and social media and all this stuff where... We have become so distracted and disconnected from ourselves in the, which is understandable in the amount of absolute unquantifiable information that we are mm-hmm. intaking through True. our phones at any given time. Also, it's just like a lot of fear narrative constant, like just intaking that much information is just like an overload on the, the nervous system. And then also it's like, Sometimes it's like, are we even really living a life or how performative have we gotten to the point of like, what's the distinction between who we really are and what we're projecting to the world? I love it. And I have so much to say about all of that. Um, One thing I like to think about is if I were uh, a member of an alien species and let's say I could see us and what we're doing. But I couldn't see any of the things that were on the screens we're looking at. Right. We would look insane. I know. Because we're just staring at rectangles all the time. We're just sitting somewhere staring at a rectangle. Like, I'm staring at a rectangle right now. If you couldn't see what was on the screen, this would look crazy. Right. Yeah, I know. Um, And I don't know if it will be for everyone. But I I have such a dream to be off social media completely. Like if I could get successful enough where I don't need it, you know, Um, because that would feel good. It would. This is the thing I realized recently, though. Um, So as a public figure, as an entertainer, as a comic and me as a musician and all the other stuff I do. 
we actually have it a little easier on social media than other people, but in this one specific way. What I realize is that everybody on social media, like especially on like TikTok, where you got to put like a lot of effort into stuff, um, they are constantly grappling with this existential question of why am I doing this? <laughs> yeah. But it, for us, it's easier because we always have a thing to promote. Like our our reason for uh, engaging with this stuff is very surface. And 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 in that way, we don't have to deal with this existential question of like, why am I making this two minute movie? Like, right. why am I doing this? And and um, I'm I'm seeing some of the ways that that is oh, there's there's ways that that's bearing fruit in the generational war between uh, Gen Gen Z and millennials because Gen Z constantly makes fun of the ways that millennials engage with social media. Uh, oh, it's so much. And it could get us way off track. Oh, that's okay. I love to be tangential on this podcast and get to know my guests more, especially because, you know, when we get into the interview, things get real crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, because I, I, I've lived in LA now a couple years and like I sort of see you around peripherally or we've done a few shows, but like yeah. I, I, I haven't really gotten to spend we, we, time with you before. We, we've been, we've been green room pals, but that's yeah. been about the extent of it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's so cool what you do and very different. And you have a new project coming out, right? Or did it just come out? Or it came out um last Friday, which is why um, oh, congratulations! My brain has been absent. Thank you. It is my eighth rap baby. Wow, that's a lot. You're prolific. Hey, I think so, and I'm also old. Yeah, I feel yeah. old as hell. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 in hip hop, so I'm constantly faced with my own uh elderliness somebody called me an elder statesman in a in a, in a review yesterday <gasps> like yeah it's like but and it's 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 true it kind of almost has to be but, but it's also it's like it that's like a deep compliment because elder statesman there's like inherent nobility to that yeah, and respect is. but you're like hey bitch chill <laughs> right. yeah right. oh my god it's like yeah as there is nobility in it, but there's also this foundational old that's in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, that part hits me first. Yeah, no, I had, it was my birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And, um, it was just like odd. I was like, oh no, am I just feeling, I hate this idea. And I know it, a lot of it has to do with this business, but like, I don't know if I lived in a forest, if I would feel like shame as a woman for just not just dying. Right. Just existing too long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I really resent this feeling because, you know, I don't think that's my voice. Like what a gift to be alive and to do all this right. stuff. And then I'm like, what is that? That's not me. And I resent it. That's not my feelings. It's someone yeah. else's. Yeah. And and I mean, there's so many prongs to the way that uh uh capitalism oppresses us and 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 ageism is is right there at the front of it. How because you know, capitalism, the whole engine of it is making everybody feel inadequate. And that's like the easiest way to make somebody feel inadequate is to tell them that they've lived too long. 
Yeah, and there's you know? no master at 12, you know. Right. Like, Jesus Christ, you know, especially when you're doing some sort of difficult creative craft. Right. There's no master and also no um, no uh, discretionary income to try to get from the 12-year-olds. So nobody's really trying to make them feel bad about anything, you know. <laughs> there's no product. Yeah. Yeah. So how um, where can everyone find you um, and tell us a little bit about the project? Okay, it's called Component System with the Auto Reverse um, and it's on all digital music things. It's on the Apple Music and the Spotify, like all the things that don't pay nothing, but are everywhere. Um, (laughs) Bandcamp. And there's yeah, we have some vinyl, but it's sold out already. probably press some more and there's going to be like cds and all that because the whole project is kind of like this um i am evoking um the era of hip-hop in which i fell in love with hip-hop which is like specifically like 95 96 97 um and it's not so much that the music sounds like that exactly but um my approach to it and how i made the album is is uh it's just kind of me going back to how, um, like, what is it, what it was about the music that hooked me then, uh, and a lot of it was just like very straightforward, talented, impressive um, rapping, like rapping with a sense of urgency, and I felt a lot of that urgency anyway, just existing the past couple of years. So one of the ways I chose to funnel it was was into my approach and how I am. Um, delivering lyrics on this album. Cool. That sounds really exciting. It, yeah, I mean, I've been excited because people seem to like it a lot. Hell um, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, How good is it when people like your shit compared man. to the opposite? Yeah, because that's the thing it's given me, too. It's given me the contrast. It's like, oh, y'all like this one, but that means y'all really didn't like the last one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or like didn't catch on yet like this shit is like such a marathon true true but i but but there's a there's a definite contrast my last album was definitely a departure um it was about like shit i was going through like it's called anime trauma and divorce and it was about my life and it was a lot of like belly aching and trying to work shit out like Mm -hmm. really stuff that i wrote because my therapist reminded me that I was lucky that I have a creative outlet in which I get to help myself process things because I never really used my music that way, like to help me through shit. Um, so I did it and then I made these songs and they helped. And then I decided to put them out and the jury's still out on whether or not that part was a good idea. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? As like artists where like, I don't know, like, I know as a comedian, and I think it's probably very similar as a musician, like, if I, and I'm like an extremely sensitive person, if I'm going through something or depressed, sometimes it feels absolutely psychotic to go (laughs) on stage and be like, "Ah!" you know what I mean? Like a motherfucking clown, and I'm like, oh my god. This is deranged, like the dichotomy between how I'm feeling right now with what I'm what is expected of me is crazy. But then you think like all the greats like go through it. Like you think of like Picasso's blue period and like or just like so many other people like filmmakers, 
musicians, like artists, like where they're going through shit. And like, sometimes they do put out like an album or stuff like that. And it's just like a marker of, of their, their journey. I hate that word. Yeah, but it's true. Um, and I think the thing for me though, is like, okay, I tried that. And I don't think it's for me, you know, because I but didn't you couldn't like have it. done anything else at that moment in time is the thing also. Like- I think I think that's true, too. I, and and I yeah, I think both those things are true. But, I, you know, I think what I'm oh, my gosh, the yard people are here. That's OK. I can't hear shit. OK, I can't good. hear anything. Fantastic. Um, I don't hear any motherfucking yard people. Good, good. Because they're blowing leaves right in this direction. <laughs> All right. Um, I think leaf blowers should be banned. I think we should have to leave, live with leaves. I hate leaf blowers. Also loud motorcycles. But you guys all know that. Yeah, I also hate loud motorcycles. And I don't so much mind leaf blowers, except for when they don't, the ones that don't really stop when you're trying to walk down the sidewalk, like those guys. Yeah. They, they bother me because like, you know, you're blowing dirt in the air like just courtesy stop you know but Um, i also think they can't hear and like they're also it's so loud they're sort of get entranced in their own little process and that happens to me and this will not shock you mike but i'm allergic i'm a bubble bitch allergic to the (laughs) dust and I get, I'm, I'm also like, allergic. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna be wiped out on this fucking sidewalk (laughs) just trying to walk by and breathe yeah, no, I I totally understand. I think the the big problem with my yard stuff because I rent this house and so I don't control any of when this happens. Um, and I also, oh my god, you've got to be able to hear that. No, I don't hear it. That's I can't crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. There's like a full on engine strapped to a person that is like right outside my yeah, window, yeah. which is no. open. That's incredible. Yeah, God is good. Do you do you are you a God person? Uh, I, so I am, I don't say God. Well, sometimes I say God, I'm not really bothered by it at this point. I've done such like an exploration of different things and faith my entire life. And I would say now, you know, I'm, a am very big into meditation and stuff. God for me, I usually say like spirit and I yeah. hate, oh, I also hate saying the word universe. All but, the words are bad. I understand. All, yeah. all of the words, are, they've all been poisoned. Yes, but I, for me personally, I, I think of God as like mysterious, divine, loving intelligence. Oh, that's beautiful. That's yeah. really good. Mysterious, divine, loving intelligence. It's not like a person is what I, right. you know, it's, it's like just, a force. Yes, it's a force. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that, uh, you know, makes the butterflies fly. Um, I think it's an intelligent force too, though. I think that's like, and I'm I'm an agnostic. I think because um, I don't know what the hell's going on, but yeah. I do think that whatever's going on is intelligent. Yeah, yeah. So I I do think there is some bizarre order to everything. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I know that like the more connected I am to like whatever that energy is, like the better I feel and the more grounded I am as well. I also think it has a lot to do. <laughs> this is getting really out there. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to Saturn. Let's get the crystals. I think 
that there's like a higher version of ourselves, like our soul, like mm-hmm. the highest energy form of ourselves. The highest that's, vibration. That yeah, sort that's of thing. guiding yeah. us. That's mm-hmm. guiding us um, in like a multiple timeline type of situation. Oh, that's interesting. So I don't experience guidance, but it's not that I don't, like I would love it if there were guidance. And it could be just that I don't know where to look for guidance, you know? I I experience guidance as intuition. I see. My my um so I put intuition in the feelings category for myself, and my feelings are all messed up and twisted, and I'm still untangling all of that. Yeah. So whenever I feel a feeling, like the source could be intuition, the source could also be trauma, the source could be a weird thought distortion that you know what i'm saying like yeah there's so many options on that menu that that i get confused and so um i haven't been able to experience anything as something i would call guidance right yeah i mean uh i you know as i do like all this nervous system healing and like Mm. meditation and get quieter and quieter within myself like the more i feel i'm like oh i get an idea i'm like oh i have a feeling i should do this or something um, but also I know for me, like going in nature, like returns, a, reveals to us our true nature. So mm. like, uh, nature is really a big thing to me that I feel like I'm missing a lot, sort of living in LA and just like my schedule and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I like the mystery of it. I like pursuing the mystery of all of it. Nice. I, I am, <laughs> I am infinitely fascinated by all things um metaphysical supernatural uh because the the uh the curiosity i mean that's always been a guiding force for me is curiosity and i'm infinitely curious about all of that stuff i've read all sorts of books i've been through all sorts of wisdom traditions myself but yeah uh, yeah ultimately where i've just landed at is therapy <laughs> Well, no, I think therapy is so, because like connection to the self is connection to source yeah you know so the more you are connected to yourself, the more sort of the divine path, I believe, in my opinion, that you're the leading, the more authentic, like the more you are connected to what your like soul's path is, whether that's, you know, creating music or, you know, whatever that is, I think that's like powerful. I feel you. And I and I agree. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, 
fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. (laughs) Oh my God, I really didn't anticipate this incredible theoretical conversation at the top of our um wild podcast but maybe you know it is exactly what our listeners were just absolutely craving on their drive <laughs> to their well, they, jobs they got a healthy helping of it let's let's hope uh, <laughs> let's hope they like the taste no they will they know i'm cuckoo um they know i'm cuckoo kachoo they would expect nothing less and that i contain multitudes and can go many different directions that's um, a beautiful thing yeah it's, it's good like- it's good when people know that about you that's good Oh yeah, no, I I let it all I let them all into all facets of myself. Um and now they know you a little bit better too. And I know you a little bit better too. And as you know, we invite guests onto this show to read a letter True. to a celebrity that they love growing up. Uh-huh. Um in tradition of my one faithful love to Owen Wilson. Um and without further ado, would you please tell us your letter, your piece on your celebrity? Well, okay. Um, so I have to set this up with, with, with an experience. There was a celebrity that I had the hugest, hugest, hugest crush on growing up and always had it in the back of my mind. 
that I was going to get famous enough to try to talk to this person. That was always one of my life goals. Now, since, since then, that goal is out the window, not because of any potential ceiling to my fame, but because this person's life has become a full on shit show. I no longer (laughs) want any part of it. Um, But this one day, 10 years ago, maybe 11, I was in a grocery store and um, I was checking out of the line and I saw that person on the front of a magazine. And while I was waiting to check out my groceries, I mean, gosh, I think this was even before self-checkouts were a thing. Like there wasn't even another option. You just had to wait in the line. Um, And I ended up writing an entire song um, about that experience. And the last two verses of the song are uh, a letter to that person. So you want to say who it is? Do you want me to say who it is? Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I don't know how this game works. Yeah, yeah, say Um, who it is. It is is one Jada Pinkett Smith. One of the greatest beauties of our time. My Dynamic goodness. woman. My goodness. Just with eyes that'll pierce right through you. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And so, um, Trisha, if you wouldn't mind playing it. I'm so excited to hear this. Oh, my God. This it's is so from weird. 2010. Yeah, 2010 or 11. Went like somewhere in there. I know the key point is that I didn't have any fans then, so I would write anything. Yeah, this is so great. Okay, here we go. And this is just a demo, so it's all over the place. Song never came out. She's better than I'll ever be. My number one celebrity crush Lives on a magazine Trying to sell me something I would never ever want Cause I don't have a unibrow And I've never had a day at BMS The homies getting married soon But I don't have to find the perfect dress Yesterday I was a Scorpio But now my helicopter's on the moon So I don't need a horoscope Cause nothing really changes but the view I'd like to have the cover though Maybe I should tear it from the book I wonder if security would look Attack on me like any common book these batteries, chew these free toes Stand back, scan that UPC code Breathman's recipes, DVDs On some try one, buy one, get one free they used to sell DVDs at the grocery store. This is a long time ago. Okay. Cringe moment coming up. I heard she was a lesbian. Or at the very least a little bi. What am I doing? I'm pretty sure that I'm your kind of guy. Attentive and sensitive. But I don't even really have to try. Whenever paparazzi tries to spy I let you know if there's a book in your eye These batteries, chew these free toes Stand back, scan that UPC code Breathman's recipes, DVDs On some try one, buy one, get one free I said, buy these batteries, chew these free toes Stand back, scan that okay, one more verse left Then our national nightmare will be over DVDs on some try one, buy one, get one free I'm a goddamn gentleman you know it if we ever got to talk 
I'd marvel you with trivia Electrify your brain with honest thought If I even got a word out That would mean the therapy had worked It let you know that I would never be a jerk Because my social cherry had been burst That's it It just does that for a while after Hell that. yeah! Oh my god, that was that was a Dear Thanks. Owen Wilson exclusive. Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. It we was. have never had someone play a song to their celebrity. That was so exciting! Oh my god, I and love that. Doubly exclusive because only. Me and the producer had ever even heard that song. Like it, it never made it out of the demo stage. So this is a world premiere. Oh my god, that was just so fun, and I, I did have a laugh or two. Good, you know, you were really making, you were really making your case. You know, yeah, I know. Like, I you should be with me. I know you might be a lesbian. I know you might be bi, <laughs> but I'm your guy. Uh, yeah. yeah, if only you knew, you know, if only you knew, you yeah. Know, if only you weren't, if only if you weren't so stinking rich. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's get into our hard hitting interview. Thank hard you so hitting. much for sharing. Yeah, for sure. hard hitting that's how we classify our interviews around <laughs> here. Uh, they're shrewd, is the word that I describe. Um, and you know, if any question feels sort of off or bizarre just know that lucian wickles wrote it and not me um i'll find you lucian yeah you know have you heard about lucian wickles i've I've read a thing or two about lucian yeah he's um he's pretty big now um people he's a polarizing figure and <laughs> so i did meet him in the Kern river while i was fishing for crawdads and nice. it's sort of an odd relationship um buddy cop relationship I have with him. Like I love him, but he doesn't really care for me that much yet. Still I employ him. Um, okay. Well, here we go, Mike, let's All get right. into it. According to Lucian Wickles, Jada is the host of the Facebook watch show red table talk mm-hmm. for which she has received a daytime Emmy award. Wow. Mike, please tell us, have you ever been to the red table? I've never been to any red table anywhere. Really? Mm-hmm. And why do you think that is that you have not been to the red table? Uh, well, I haven't been to that red table because I haven't been invited because I'm not famous enough or have I been associated with anything salacious enough to garner me a seat at that table. <laughs> okay. And so you have not been to the red table, but if you were to go to the red table, what would it be for? Um, hopefully it would be for Jada Pinkett seeing my face somewhere mm-hmm. and deciding that I needed to be her next entanglement and 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 her wanting to go about it a weird way. So rather than just like sliding in my DMs or something, right. um, she would invite me to the show and maybe she would pretend that it's about like something on my album. You know, maybe she would she would gas me up and make me feel like it was something to do with my music. Yeah. And then then she would just flirt with me at the interview because clearly she has not listened to the album. (laughs) Hold on though. What if by divine 
loving intelligence. Okay. She heard this song on this podcast. Uh And then she said, I heard you on Dear Owen Wilson, the hit show Dear Owen Wilson. You know, a friend passed it to me and I heard what you wrote in 2010 when you were so inspired by my face at the supermarket. And I just have to have you at the red table. I mean, I'd I'd be great. I mean, I'd I'd be very excited for that. It just seems so highly unlikely that I'm not sure my body would be ready. You know, like my brain would light up and explode and I would probably like bang my head against the wall five to seven times and just keep looking at this email to see uh, if it's real. And then it would be one of those things where like the day I'm on my way there, um, I would keep expecting to get a phone call saying that this whole thing has been a prank. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and I should have known nobody really wants me at the red table. You should have known that, Michael. That's, that would be the phone call that I'd be expecting to receive on the way to the studio. Do you, um, do you, Mike, and may I call you Mike? Is you that can. how I must address you? You can. You can you can call me Mike, Michael, open Mike, whatever. You can you can okay. you can call me Eagle if you like, whatever. It's okay. I like to be clear. And isn't it funny how we will work our whole life for something years <laughs> and years and years and years? Like thousands of years, we'll devote our whole waking life on Earth to something. And then we finally like get an opportunity that is clearly deserved. And we're like, oh, my, who the fuck am I to do this? Yeah. No, honestly. Uh, and and I've, I've experienced that a bunch of times because I have reached for things that um, like independent rappers don't necessarily reach for. So when that shit actually works, like my imposter syndrome is like super, I know. like it's flashing, it's flashing for those that without visual aids, I'm doing flashing signs. With yeah. I mean, I know he has gone completely off the rails and is like saying a lot of damaging shit, but like in some ways, like, yeah. And saying hateful shit, but on the on the one specific way, like the way that Kanye is always like, you know, whatever you want, the universe will support you. And I'm like, I wish I believed. And I know that's true, but I don't know if my cells always believe it, like deep feel it. That is exactly what I mean. Like my my brain can believe it, but the nerves in my stomach might not. Believe yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and like, I have. Yeah. Oh, just those people where like they just are so strongly convicted that they're supported in every single thing that they want and they can literally do any idea that they have and that it will work. Like Trump is like that too. Well, yeah, but he's 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 not afraid to lie, you know? Like he's not afraid to just invent reality with words. Yeah. You know? And I think if if you're if you have committed to the idea that you will say anything, then you can probably have a lot of shit. You know, you can probably have <laughs> a lot of shit. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. Yeah, that's his whole thing, and that's that's the like you know not to get too political, but that's that's what's gotten his political party all fucked up now is that they all think they can just do that. They could just say anything. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people who are in that party will just believe what people say, and then right. that's it. You know, yeah. 
it's kind of weird. Yeah, I just think like, you know, it's that would be a really like this belief that everything will be supported. Like if you really, really, truly believe that, like would be so helpful. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess we're also like attract, like there is also a subconscious attachment to struggle, which I think is just part of being a human. Well, look, let's also not pretend like you don't try really hard to get stuff and it doesn't work sometimes too. Totally. Oh my God. And so like, when when people say that stuff, it's like, well, where do where do these no's figure in? Like how like how like they're not telling when they say that they're not telling me how they deal with rejection because rejection's part of it, you know. Right. And that's, I, I guess know, that's probably the skill that they have is, is like they don't, not taking in the rejection and not losing faith in themselves. I, yeah, and I, and I guess I don't necessarily ever lose faith. And myself, um, I think it 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 more reflects on what we were saying earlier. It's like, so look, I often think extremely highly of myself, but that's not always the reflection I get back from the world. And it's like, if I felt like the world uh, saw the genius or whatever. Um, that I think that I have at times, then I'd be confident and feel like I could do all the stuff too. But I don't often get that feedback from right. the world. Like I get yeah. it from some segments. I don't get it from yeah. other segments. Right. Some people just don't like what I do at all. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like their opinion's valid too. And I'm certainly not going to ask them for anything, <laughs> you know? But I think anyone with a specific point of view in the world, 50% of people aren't going to like you. I think actually 50% of people won't like you anyway. Just That's as, probably true. Yeah, like, which I had a, I had a therapist told me that once. But, um, oh my God. Okay, uh, do you like Will Smith? What do you think about Will Smith? I have complicated feelings about Will Smith. Um, I, okay. Oh, so my current feeling about Will Smith. Um, okay, so look. The slap thing, right? I watch a lot of professional wrestling. A lot. So I think that whole thing was work. I think that whole thing was work. I, so much about it screams uh, staged to me. Or, like, or, or mostly staged and a little improvised. Um... And so I don't like when people do stuff like that. I don't like it. That bothers me. Um, when people do that sort of publicity stunt, in my, in my opinion. You think he knew about the joke beforehand? I do. I think he knew about the joke beforehand. I think he maybe knew about the joke beforehand. Wow. What, what? The things that I can't get out of my head is stuff like this. Okay. Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Chris Rock did not do anything. And there was nothing stopping Chris Rock from doing anything. And I would say, like, there was, like, to me, if you're going to sell it, right, even like 10 minutes later, 
there needs to be stories of people who are trying to hold Chris Rock back backstage from running out there and doing something. Like it, that part doesn't make any sense to me. Like that part to me screams some sort of cooperation. Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure. I I don't I don't think I think Chris Rock was very smart not to do anything because it would have just looked bad to get in a scrap at the Oscars, like a black tie, like event. I personally don't think being slapped and not doing anything at the Oscars looks any better than getting into a scuffle at the Oscars because you got slapped. I don't think it looks any better. I think it looked like he had restraint. Oh, I just, I don't know where you get that restraint from. I don't know where that comes from. I feel, I also, and I I will out myself right now as a lifelong, I was like in love with Will Smith Mm -hmm. growing up. I still love him. I also love Chris Rock. Um, So, you know, really a Sophie's choice for me. (laughs) Um, But um, I, I think it was the worst I think it was a momentary action that he will regret till the day he dies. Like that he just lost his cool. And then like how ironic and bizarre, like actually the biggest moment of his life to win an Oscar. And he does that right before. Like, I just can't even, I'm at like, I feel sorry for him. I know he did a bad thing and I think he feels like he did a bad thing. It's like, I, I don't know. I felt sorry for him. I, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lifelong fan of Chris Rock in mm. so many mediums. Uh, I am a rapper that does comedy and TV stuff sometimes. So I have yeah. to look up to Will Smith. He blazed the trail for a lot of this. And right. I don't love all of his work, but I do think he's an amazing actor. Um, and, and I, as a, you don't love big Willie style, man, I, man, I lost my mind to that album when I was a kid. I am, I am, I am low key upset. You just reminded me about that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. His musical career took a hard left and I was off that train, um, quickly. Oh, you don't like men in black. I mean, what do you have ears? I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I come from the dirty underground side of hip hop where um, when when you do, you know, when you when you did rap songs, when people were doing triangle dance formations behind you like that, that wasn't for me. That was that was for somebody else. His mom told him not to curse. So he didn't curse on the album. That's real. I get that. That's tight. I I, I like that sort of restraint. My parents Um, tell me not to curse all the time. Hasn't worked yet. My grandma emails me saying that um, Jerry Seinfeld is the only funny comedian left because he doesn't curse. That's a really mean thing to say to you, I feel like. (laughs) That's like especially acutely mean to you. Really? I don't think so. I feel like it. I I think it's just people are old and they love giving their opinion. I I get it, but I... It it is impossible not to put you in the category of comedian and, and why would she call you... Like why 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 would she lump you in with that? Um, because I don't think people that don't regularly consume comedy, especially if they're from older generations, they have a specific idea of what they liked and what they're comfortable with. And I don't think you know I like 
a generation and like I wouldn't even classify myself as like a dirty comic even though yeah. I have once in a while I have a dirty joke or something that feels true to me but uh yeah like I don't know if they're comfortable like with a woman like saying stuff like that you know what I mean oh I, I get you I get you and I guess like if 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 your grandmother is saying that uh she doesn't like dirty comedy I guess that makes sense it just seems like Cursing or not cursing is a weird line by which to divide the entirety of comedy. Yeah, isn't it weird? Like, I, I mean, I'm not a parent yet. God willing, I will be one. But I think this things change probably. Like, I, are you a parent, aren't you? Yeah, I have a 13-year-old son. Okay, yeah. But you're in the arts, so you probably have a different, like, opinion and a method of raising your kid. But I think, like, I could, I, I kind of understand it in a way, like, I would never want to limit like my child's like artistic uh, direction or anything like that. But I could see as a parent where you wouldn't want your child to go around like throwing f bombs and all that. You know, you're just like, oh, I wish they weren't. You know? Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally get that. But you know, like my son, we he's allowed to listen to rap music that says anything. Um, right. and, and I'll have a discussion with him about how I feel about what that person's saying and, and try to like make oh, sure he good. understands that like, hey, that entire verse was hella misogynistic. You know, right. like I, I like to have that dialogue with him. Um, and, you know, he doesn't curse around me, but I know he curses when he's with his friends alone. And right. um, once he turns... 18 i figure you can say whatever the hell he wants right. i figure he'll have enough sense to know when and when not to right. you know and, and not to curse around his grandpa and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, you know? yeah. but it, but if he wants to make music that has cursing in it i mean i certainly couldn't i <laughs> i for one would be quite the hypocrite <laughs> to tell him you know not to throw around any sort of bomb that wasn't a slur you know I know. Isn't that weird? Like, I've had multiple... I'm not even a mother yet, and I'm probably not, like, super close either. But I do once once in a while break into a cold sweat thinking about things I've said on podcasts over the years that my children would possibly, like, listen to or, you know, um, and... Oh, Blair. Oh, Blair. Uh, I'm having a bone-chilling moment in, in, in life right now like this era of life because my son is getting to the age where i'm going to have to admit to him that i smoke weed right and the reason why is because there's hella videos on youtube of me smoking weed right right, <laughs> right, right. going to see one eventually yeah. i know i know it's so odd reconciling who you actually are with like what, how you want to parent and like what you hope to pass on and instill into your kid. It's very odd. The whole yeah, thing being alive is. is odd. It is. It is being alive for yourself and being alive for a person to whom you are a role model is a very complicated position to be in because you have your values. And like you said, you have like your higher vibrational values that that's, those are the ones you want to pass on, but those aren't always practical. <laughs> Yes, I know. Oh, my God. Okay. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. 
I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. According to Lucian Wickles, Jada was named after her mother's favorite soap actress, Jada Rowland. Mike, who are you named after? I'm named after my father. Okay. He has the exact same name as me. Your father's name is Open Mike Eagle. <laughs> yes, yes it is. I am Open Mike Eagle Jr. is my stage name, technically. Okay, Open Mike Eagle Jr. Oh my God, this is another Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. exclusive. Wow. Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. Yeah, we're getting to the bottom of a lot here. This is good. <laughs> okay, um, according to Lucian, Jada and attended the Baltimore School for the Arts where she met classmate Tupac Shakur. Where were you, Mike, when you met Tupac? Um, I was uh, at the airport buying a Vibe magazine that he was on the cover on, and I took it on the airplane, and I got to know him by reading the article. Uh, <laughs> Is that, that true? That's how, you be, that's how you discovered who he was? Well, no, that's how I decided to stop. Uh, uh, that's how I decided to stop hating on him. Something like that. He was in the middle of a culture war in in hip hop 
Um, and not even just the East West thing, just like the underground mainstream thing when that whole thing was starting. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, uh, pretty much the face of it, um, for, for a while because he was so, he had been kind of underground, kind of like, I wouldn't say artsy, but he came up with like digital underground, you know, like they were weirdos. Um, and then he became like a super gangster. And, um, Everybody didn't like that. And um, I was part of that population that was sort of like anti-gangster at that time. Mm. And um, I do remember buying that Vibe magazine. It was like the the famous Death Row cover where it's like him, Dre, Snoop, and I think Suge maybe. And they're all in like black turtlenecks with like mm-hmm. old chains on. It's very like iconic cover. Um, and I remember reading it, and I think that was the beginning of me having some measure of maturity about all of this, <laughs> and, and not just wow. seeing things in, in straight black and white, you know? Yeah, it is crazy how some people, though, like, are just such a force. Like, yeah. it's it's just, like, the way that he's impacted, that the way that he impacted culture and music and everything, when he died at 25, it's crazy. I just cannot even fathom like i hadn't even seen a comedy show when i was 25 wow um and i just think of like all that he got done like in such a short life is just wild like everyone knows who he is and about him like i don't even know that much about hip-hop and like i'm like a white girl from orange county and like i i'm just like oh tupac like what a force you know absolutely i mean his his impact is immeasurable yeah it doesn't make any sense for him to have lived like for him to fit all that impact into his life like like making all those albums like he spent considerable amount of time in jail yeah, you know, yeah. who like getting yeah. shot, like, like it, 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 where, you know, it's, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible how much impact he had on the world in such a short time. Yeah. And like the point of view from yeah. that to have that type of point of view when you're that young is really, really wild. I, yeah, and, like, some of his songs, I mean, the talent and, like, the charisma, oh, my God. And, like, also some of those songs, they just have so much beauty in mm. them. Yeah. It's crazy. Charisma is the X factor in most things, I feel like. Charisma is, like, that hidden that hidden hand, like, that unquantifiable thing. But it, it matters so much in culture. Especially it, in yeah. like entertainment. And like everything now in this age, like what we were talking about, like um, digital age. But it's so odd because, and I would like to separate from this because I don't think it's always true. But a lot of times the most charismatic people in the world, I feel like, have had a lot of pain in their lives. That's interesting. Um, Not always, but it it builds something in your soul, I think. There's this, and this is going along with what you're saying. I've heard people talk about, especially people who want to be like stars, like that there's like this central void 
that they're trying to fill with yeah. like the attention of people. Right. And I wonder if that's related to to what you're what you're pointing at. Maybe I'm this well every there's like a very human desire present in every single person alive that inhabits this earth to feel seen. Right. And heard in a deep way. And I think that's a lot of nature of art in itself, like this need for expression, you know, and to like share that with others and to find like common ground, you know? And I was talking to somebody yesterday about how you got to be a little crazy to really pursue the arts, like, Mm -hmm. because there's got to be something in you that pushes you past like all the logical points that say, hey, you should stop now. You know, like <laughs> yeah. there's 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 gotta be like something in there. And I, you know, um like and I and I just wonder in myself, like I I keep trying. I feel like I'm never gonna stop trying. Yeah. And I and I wonder like is is my need to feel seen, is that is that based on trauma? Is that based on pain? Like is that is that um is that a wound to be addressed, you know? Yeah, I mean, but, you know, yeah, I think that's part of it with everyone because it's just like a deeply human thing. Like, sure, I'm sure there is, it does stem a little bit, I'm sure, from a wound, you know? But, like, I also don't think, I mean, in some people you can clearly see, I guess, that it's like a pathology or whatever, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I I think also that we come into this life with like a soul contract a little bit also of like so what yeah, we came yeah. here to do and experience, you know? Right. And I don't I don't know what mine looks like. I guess that's <laughs> why I have so many questions. You know? I do too. And I think I'm laughing at how deep this podcast is because you're just like silly as hell. But I also think this is equally as valuable. Um I have been feeling like fatigued, like, and that's, and you know, that is part of the seasons that the cycles of pursuing this type of creative life, because sometimes like, I think all of us, it's like, am I always, am I ever going to have my chance? Am I ever going to feel stable? Am I ever going to feel, you know, all this stuff, but then you have I always think, oh, there's plenty of people that would look at my career and be like, oh, I would be thrilled to have that, you know? Right. No, I I I face that dichotomy all the time because I have moments of deep longing and I have moments of like very intentional gratitude. Yes. You know, um, because I look back at the things that I've done and it's like, I've done things that I literally dreamed of doing. Yes. Uh, yeah, know? I know. And that's amazing. It is. And, it, but there's also like, I still have this thing where like, I want everybody to know I'm the best, <laughs> you know, like, like I want, I want to be, like I want, I want to be part of musical conversations that make zero sense for me to be part of, but that desire is still there. It's still very real for me. It's still very um, motivational for me in some totally. way. Totally, that's though, what like, pushes you, know. you to keep going and pushing yourself creatively and like growing as an artist. You know, just so one day Jada will invite me on to the red table. <laughs> 
Um, yes. Okay. Well, Mike, how do you, how would you say the Naughty Professor relates to current culture? Um, I think, uh, the Nutty Professor, shit, how does it relate to current culture? I saw culture? it in theaters, I remember. I was, um, I was an extra in the Nutty Professor, too. <gasps> what? Oh my god, this is the third Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. Dear Owen Wilson exclusive. Oh my god, we have had so many this episode. It's crazy. I was a child or young teenager or something. And my dad used to do extra work sometimes because he knew folks and casted extras. And me and him were both in Nutty Professor too, like in the background. Like I think they were taping at UCLA, and they just had students and people walking back, like wow. way that back deep in the set. My dad got in trouble because he was talking to Janet Jackson on the set, and he wasn't supposed to. It was hilarious. Oh my god, what an incredible story! Yeah. Just like running game on card. Janet. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, yeah. I come, I come. My the, the open mic eagle senior. He's an ambitious one. Yes. Wow. That's so great. <laughs> what was that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was so funny in that movie. I haven't seen it since I saw it, I think, in theater. But and then I just remember seeing Jada and I was transfixed. I was like, yeah. that is the single most beautiful person I have ever seen in my life. She's absolutely stunning. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. I think um, there's a movie called It's a Low Down Dirty Shame. I think it's a Keenan Ivory Wayans movie um, that she Oh, yeah. Lucian told me about that. That, well, yeah. Uh, that's the one that did it for me. Like, it did it. Like, there was, because she was kind of like spunky in that one. And like, I don't know. Uh, it just it just did it for me. As, as like, a, as, as a kid, I was like, I, 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 I need her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what's so crazy too is like Jada has lived a life. Hell like yeah. um according to Lucian's report, like she was when she met Tupac in high school at that school for the arts, which by the way, like I had no idea either of them met in art school. It's it weird. Um, but she was a drug dealer when she met him. Now and that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. She was dealing in drugs. She was a street pharmacist. Yes. Wow, she and, has had every job. Yeah, she has had every job. Sort of like a comedian. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, she's a rock musician. And yeah, stuff and then too. she's had she's had a long, long, like 30-year music career outside yeah. of all these movies, like that Matrix series. And now, you know, she's got this table talk. And just to also, like, you know, it seems to have gotten quite messy in the last few years. Yeah, but, it does. But... She also has like a very, they have like a ride or die marriage at the same time. They're like, we're in this for life together. I wish, you know what I wish? I wish that people in uh, unorthodox Hollywood marriages, I wish they would just tell us. Like, I wish they would just say, like, oh, yeah. He fucks whoever he wants. She fucks whoever they want, and it's fine. Um, and, and the kids, what it, like? There, these people because of our you know celebrity worship culture. 
these people's lives end up getting dissected when really we know nothing. We know absolutely nothing about like how these things actually work. I know it's crazy too. And it's almost like sad. It's like, you know, it's really none of everyone's business at all, but that's just the way the sub celebrity worship culture is with like everything. And where everyone's always just gossiping about these people's lives. I cannot imagine. Like I was like, Oh, Will loves her so much to go on that red table talk show and be like, yeah, we've both had all these like sexual relationships. And then you think also there's kids involved. Like, can right. you imagine? Like, yeah. I mean, they're adults. They're young adults now, but like that's had to be so hard. Yeah. And and the reason the reason why I wish they would tell us is not just because like, oh, I just need to know. It's like, I think that, you know, marriage is a really old institution and it's got some flaws and like maybe some people that have a lot of money have figured out ways to do things that like address the flaws, you know? Like maybe they figured out ways to make arrangements where you can still value a family, but you agree to not have to only fuck each other forever. And and somehow explain it to the kids. Like, I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing how all that shit unfolded. You know, I used to watch House of Cards. And I watched used, the first season only. Oh, I, I thought that show was 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 so excellent. But one of the things that I always tripped off tripped about was like they had an open marriage. Yeah. Um, and they I think at some point they flash back to when they met, but they never showed the in between. Like I'm so fascinated by that. Like, how does this conversation unfold? Like, you know what I'm saying? To where everybody agrees to do this. What What is that exchange like? What are we agreeing to do? Like, what is the shape of it? You know, I don't know. I think that shit is that shit is fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want an open marriage and I can't even imagine doing that. So <laughs> it's like so beyond my uh desire or like interest. I totally I totally understand. Uh, I'm you know I'm a I'm a divorcee so I've I've seen things that yeah. make me that make me want to know if there's a better way, you know. Right, 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 right. Um oh god, this has just been so illuminating. Um so what would you you would say is your favorite Jada movie? That one you just said? A low down dirty shame probably. Probably. Okay. And what 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 is your hope for Jada going forward? Um, I hope that she experiences peace, uh, continues to be stinking rich. <laughs> I hope that her uh young alien minded children uh achieve all that they want in life and that they also have peace. Um This is so benevolent and sweet. Well, I I, I kind of want I so remember I was saying I think that her life is a shit show now. I don't know. This is what it looks like. Yeah. But it also sometimes seems like they're going down the Kardashian route of like let's profit off of our uh public public weird shit. Uh and I hope they don't I hope that they I hope they aren't doing that and I hope if they are doing that that they stop. Right, right, right. 
I'm so naive. I, I'm not up to that, to those type of things, like that type of calculation. So yeah, I don't know. But, um, Oh yeah, I, I I watch I watch too much professional wrestling, man. I just see people get worked all the time. Just yeah, all the time. Uh, maybe I should watch more and like learn something about the world. Um, although I can, I've I had enough ex boyfriends to yeah, watch. Yeah, I was about it. to say yeah, I could I could send you a couple uh good YouTube video essays about it, you know. But that's that's the that's the best I could do, you know. Either <laughs> clicks or it don't, you know. <laughs> Um, okay, we like to end by, with a segment called Fan on the Street. Fan on the Street. Fan on the Street. And where, if you have any fun celebrity run-in that you're willing to share. Oh, Chris Rock almost hit me with his car once. And I forgot Ooh. about that till right now. Oh, my God. Whoa. Right this moment. I what was, happened? I was walking to, I believe it was the comedy store. Um, and he was pulling out of the parking lot somewhat recklessly. Um, and, you know. It's a hard it turn like, out of the store. Yeah. Um, and um, he just kind of like, because this is, you know, this is, this is. 2005 or some shit like I don't even I'm not I'm just a dude <laughs> you know um yeah and he just like kind of rolls down his window kind of gives me a little nod acknowledgement like sorry I almost killed you and he drives away yeah oh my god wow crazy what if yeah, yeah what if you did get hit by Chris Rock oh then all it would all be different he would never <laughs> got slapped he would never got slapped if he hit me with his car what kind of car was it? I think it was a Benz. I remember it was a black car and it looked expensive. Mm, that's what I would imagine he would drive. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's none of my goddamn business. <laughs> 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 oh, your 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 humanist self reminders at the ends of sentences <laughs> are amazing. Thank you. Thank Thank you. God, this was so fun. We went deep as hell. I think we went, we actually got to the core of the earth and maybe the center of the universe. But um, please let all the Blair Bears at Dio and Wilson heads know where they can find you, where they can get to you. Um, I'm usually on Twitter at Mike underscore dot Eagle. I have a website, uh, MikeEagle.net that has all of the uh, business stuff that anybody might want to know. Cool, that's so exciting. You guys, we love you. Thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next week, babe. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.